the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke. But very early on Sunday morning, the women went to the tomb taking the spices they had prepared. They found that the stone had been rolled away from the entrance, so they went in, but they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. As they stood there puzzled, two men suddenly appeared to them clothed in dazzling clothes. The women were terrified and bowed with their faces to the ground. Then the men asked, why are you looking among the dead for someone who is alive? He isn't here, he is risen from the dead. Remember how he told you back in Galilee that the Son of Man must be betrayed into the hands of sinful men and be crucified, and that he would rise again on the third day. Then they remembered that he had said this. So they rushed back from the tomb to tell his 11 disciples and everyone else what had happened. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary, the mother of James, and several other women who told the apostles what had happened. But the story sounded like nonsense to the men, so they didn't believe it. However, Peter jumped up and ran to the tomb to look. Stooping, he peered in and saw the empty linen wrappings. Then he went home again, wondering what had happened. The Gospel of our Lord. You may be seated. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator, Jesus our Savior, and the Holy Spirit who inspires us all. Amen. Last summer, my husband Chris and I made a trip to Michigan's Upper Peninsula to visit my family. While we were there, we visited the cemetery in my hometown where my grandparents and parents and my brother and other extended family members are buried. It was a nice day, and so after we had spent some time at my family's plot, we walked around the cemetery a little bit, and I pointed out to Chris the headstones with names that I recognized. There was the nice elderly couple who had been customers on my paper route when I was in junior high, and the social studies teacher and football coach from my high school years. There was a saint from the church that I grew up in who mentored me, along with several others. With each name came stories and remembrances of these people, who these people were and how they had touched my life. Well, I guess that's what cemeteries are for. They are places for remembering. Cemeteries evoke memories of people we knew and people we loved. They stir up stories from the past, and when we tell these stories, we keep those who have died present in our lives. Well, this week I got to wondering, wondering what remembrances came to mind for those women as they made their way to the cemetery with their spices that first Easter morning? Were they remembering and telling stories about special moments that they had had with Jesus? Or the amazing things that they had seen him do? Were they remembering all that he had taught them? Or maybe they walked along in silence each immersed in her own remembering of all that had happened in the preceding days. Well, whatever they were remembering, 
on their walk to the cemetery, they were snapped back to the present moment when they noticed that the stone had been rolled away from the tomb and saw that Jesus was not there. And just as they're trying to make sense of what in the world is going on, two angels appear to them and remind them what cemeteries are for. Cemeteries are for remembering. The angels say to them, remember, remember how Jesus told you that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and crucified and on the third day rise again. Oh, then Luke tells us the women remembered Jesus' words. Cemeteries are places for remembering. They're also places to seek the dead, not the living. Another important tidbit shared by the angels that morning. Jesus had been raised. It was something that didn't make sense to the women until they remembered his words as they stood by the empty tomb. Well, this is not a cemetery, but I suspect that like the women, you came here this morning seeking Jesus. What were you remembering as you made your way here? Maybe you were remembering Easter's from Easter's gone by, coming to worship when you were a child with those who raised you in faith. Or you remember bringing your own children for Easter services when they were small because you wanted them to hear and to know and believe the life-giving story of the empty tomb. Maybe, like me, you were remembering that we have spent the last two Easter's either worshiping from home or out in the parking lot And just so grateful to be back here in our beautiful sanctuary for worship today. Well, in the midst of all of that remembering, let's also take a cue from those angels and remember the words that Jesus told us. Remember how Jesus told you that his mission would lead him to the cross and how on that cross God's great love for you would be revealed. Remember how he told you on the day that you were baptized, that you are claimed, that you are named beloved child of God. Remember how he promised that your sins are forgiven and you are given new life whenever you receive this meal. Remember how every time we receive this meal, we hear his words, do this in remembrance of me. Remember how he told you this day signals a new thing that God is doing and that death will not have the final say in any cemetery for any of our loved ones or for any of us. Today is about remembering those promises, those words from Jesus. But today is also about more than that. It is also about encountering the risen Christ who speaks those words. We don't just remember Jesus' words when we share this meal. We encounter him. Jesus is truly present, really here. Jesus is here to speak this word of life, 
and victory over death. He speaks a word of love and grace. And these living words continue to shape our lives. Jesus speaking here and now changes us and transforms our future forever. When Chris and I walked around that cemetery, I was more than remembering the people whose graves we visited. I am walking testimony to how those people shaped my life. The older couple on my paper route, well, they gave me a generous tip each week, and as a sixth grader, their kindness and generosity made an impression on me. That high school teacher modeled dedication and sacrifice for students like me. And that saint from church mentored me in my walk with Jesus and modeled faithful living. They are more than just remembrances and nice stories. Their influence continues to shape who I am as a person. Well, our faith is more than just remembrances and nice stories. Our risen Christ continues to shape who we are becoming and to influence how we live in the world. Like the women, we are called now to take action, to, to tell the good news of the resurrection to others. We give testimony to the living presence of Jesus in our lives when we care for our neighbor, when we offer forgiveness, when we are generous with our resources and time, when we advocate for and welcome those who live on the margins. Whenever we embody our Lord's teaching, we are giving testimony to the influence of his presence in our lives. Whenever we dare speak a word of hope in the face of death, we give witness to the power of the empty tomb. Whenever we let the love of God flow through us, we become the hands and feet of the living Christ who continues to shape who we are becoming and who we are called to be for the sake of our neighbor. We gather here today for more than just remembrances and nice stories. We gather today to encounter the one, the one who comes to us to give us a new lease on life, a new beginning, a fresh start. The tomb is empty after all. And because the tomb is empty, your story is still being written and will be written into eternity. Today we gather not at a cemetery, but around a table where we will encounter Jesus Christ risen from the dead, a powerful force that continues to shape our lives in love. Amen.